Gracious Father, thank you that you have called every nation, tribe, and tongue to yourself. That as you died on the cross, your arms were opened wide as a sign to all of us here tonight. You were saying, come, come to me, and I will give you rest. Lord, thank you that though our hearts are defiled and stained like crimson, you have washed them, cleansed them through your blood. And I pray that you would do that tonight. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. The Gospel of Mark. We've been learning a lot about who Jesus is and what he's been doing. All right. So Jesus, we've learned he's been teaching with authority. He is God. And he's been showing everybody around him that he is God by his message and by the miracles that he's been doing. Uh, He, as we learned last week, he took... The, the loaves and the fish and multiplied them and fed over 5,000 people. He raises from the dead. People who were blind, he gave them sight. Those who were deaf, he caused them to hear. Those who had demons, he cast them out. Those who had leprosy, he healed and cleansed. And God has been showing, Jesus has been showing that he is God and that we need to turn to him. And that's what's been happening. Many crowds have been gathering around Jesus And he's been going from uh, nation to nation. He's been traveling around, proclaiming the kingdom of God, proclaiming, repent and believe, trust and turn to me. And many people have. They've turned to him. He's gathered his disciples. But then there's other people that are following Jesus. But they're opposing him. The Pharisees. You guys remember learning about the Pharisees? Yeah. Yeah. They did not like Jesus. They hated his message. And they are eventually going to crucify him. And so today we get to see an interaction with Jesus and the Pharisees. And Jesus gives them a hard word. He tells them that their hearts and our hearts too are defiled. Unclean. All right. And so the title of my message tonight is The Heart of Man. Can you guys say that back to me? The Heart of Man. The Heart of Man. All right. The Heart of Man. And point number one is going to be defiled from within. Point number two, cleansed from without. Defiled from within, cleansed from without. Let's read, starting in verse 1 of Mark 7. Now when the Pharisees gathered to Jesus with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of Jesus' disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews did not eat unless they washed their hands properly, holding to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, why do your disciples, listen to that, the Pharisees, they don't just say, why do the disciples? He says, Jesus, why do your disciples? They're attacking Jesus. Why do your disciples Not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but they eat with defiled hands. And how does Jesus respond to this? Did they catch him? Did the Pharisees get him? Oh, you caught me. No, he says this. Well did Isaiah prophesy, you hypocrites, as it is written. This people, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandments of God and hold to the tradition of men. 
And he said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. And then Jesus gives another example of how they forsake the commandment of God to hold to just these traditions. And let's pick up in verse chapter uh, verse 14. And Jesus called the people to him again and said to them, hear me, all of you, and understand. Junior higher, hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And Jesus said to his disciples, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him? Talking about eating traditional foods. Since it is not, since it enters not his heart, but his stomach, and is expelled. Then he declared all foods to be clean. And he said, listen to this. What comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. So the Pharisees, they're talking about this term. They're saying that they're, they're questioning what defiles a person. They're accusing Jesus' disciples of being defiled. What does this mean to be defiled? Well, you see in the Old Testament, to be defiled would mean to be unclean, which means to be under the condemnation of God and you cannot enter God's presence. It means to be separated from God, just like the garden. When Adam and Eve sinned, God kicked them out. They were defiled because of their sin and they could not be in the presence of God. So this is a big thing that the disciples are accusing Jesus' followers of. They're saying your, your disciples are defiled. But why are the disciples defiled? What do the Pharisees say? The, the, the Pharisees think that the disciples are defiled because they don't wash their hands before they eat. And they don't wash their cups. And they don't wash their pots and their copper vessels and their dining couches. The Pharisees are germaphobes. If the Pharisees were here, they wouldn't like a lot of the junior hires. They wouldn't be friends with you guys. I was, I was watching the bathroom earlier, and some of you guys just walked in and walked straight out. Didn't wash your hands. Yep, you know who you are. The Pharisees, are they just germaphobes? Is that what they're talking about? They're just defiled if you don't wash your hands before you eat? No, they're talking about something deeper. The Pharisees, they're holding to the tradition of men, is what it talks about. The Pharisees... They think what makes them clean before God and makes them pure before God is things outside of them by obeying the law. They think that the Pharisees, they believe that they were clean on the inside and that what defiles you is not holding to these different ceremonial traditions in the Old Testament, washing in a certain way before you eat and doing all of these rituals. And Jesus, if you look in verse 14, he's talking about what Nothing outside of a person that goes into him can defile him. Here he's talking about another tradition 
of the Jews, of the Pharisees, that God said to his people in the Old Testament, Israel, you can't eat certain food. How many of you guys like bacon? I love bacon. I ate bacon today. So there were certain foods like bacon that the Pharisees, they wouldn't eat because in the Old Testament, God said, don't eat this because it is unclean. It will defile you. Well, what Jesus is trying to show the Pharisees is that all of those ceremonial clean and unclean laws, they're fulfilled in Christ and that you are not saved. You are not cleansed by your performance, by doing these traditions, by washing your hands, by obeying the law. See, the Pharisees, again, they thought that they were cleansed on the inside of their heart. And what defiled them is what they did on the outside. But Jesus, he rebukes the Pharisees and he tells them the opposite. He says that you are not defiled, you are not unclean and impure before God based off of just not eating this bacon or eating this bacon. (laughs) He says, no, actually, what defiles you is not these things on the outside, but on the inside. And this is super important for us. Because it's the same for us, you and me. We are all defiled on the inside. Our hearts are defiled. It is not outside of us, but inside. It's our own hearts that are our biggest problem. Let's read again in verse 20. Jesus said to them, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. Okay? What comes out of a person? What comes out of the heart? For from within, out of the heart of man... Come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All of these evil things come from within and they defile a person. Jesus is telling us that we are defiled from within. What is the heart of man? It's defiled. It's defiled because of sin. Sin has corrupted. It's a cancer. It's a disease that has infected each and every one of our hearts that now is pumping sin throughout our whole bodies. In our thoughts, we sin against God every day. With our tongues and the way we speak, with our actions and how we treat others around us, what defiles us is what comes from within our hearts. Friends, our hearts, just as your physical heart is the core, the center of your body that pumps life throughout it, so your spiritual, your heart is your your spirit, your soul, the center of who you are, Jesus is saying, is defiled by birth because of our sin. Unclean, separated from God, cannot enter into his presence. When we look to our own hearts, we find nothing but darkness and wickedness. The Pharisees, again, they thought that their hearts were clean. And they thought what made them right before God, what made them pure, is by obeying and obeying and obeying all these different commandments. How many of you guys have read The Pilgrim's Progress before? It is my favorite book. And there's this scene in it where Christian, the main character, he has this massive burden on his back. 
And he comes to this mountain called Mount Legality, which represents the law. And somebody tells him, you want to be saved? You got to start climbing. And he looks up at this mountain and he has this burden on his back. And he's like, how am I supposed to do this? And this mountain represents the law, obedience. That the Pharisees, they think they're saved by climbing that mountain. And so Christian, he begins to climb. Honor your father and mother mother perfectly. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Do you want to get to the top? you want to be in the presence of God? Obey, obey, obey. But he can't. And you can't either. We cannot climb the mountain. We cannot obey God perfectly because our hearts are defiled from the inside out. Our hearts need cleansing. Our hearts need cleansing. But there is good news. There is good news that though each and every one of our hearts are defiled and unclean and wicked, read that list. All of us, all of us have failed. Evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder. Some of you guys are like, murder? I've never murdered. Jesus, earlier before this in Matthew chapter 5, says if you even hate and have anger towards a brother in your heart, it's the same as murder. Adultery. You guys are like, I'm not married. I've never committed adultery. Jesus says if you've even looked at a woman with lust for her in your heart, you've committed adultery. Our hearts are defiled. We need cleansing. The good news is we have cleansing. Cleansing from without, outside of us. The Pharisees, they looked inwardly to be saved according to their obedience. But the gospel is, and Jesus tells us that, no, there is cleansing, but it's not found from looking within yourself. Well, you know what the world tells you guys? Look inwardly. Look at how great you are. Speak kind and good words to yourself. Look inwardly. Look inwardly, look inwardly, look inwardly. That's what the world tells you. But Jesus says, look inwardly and you find darkness and wickedness. You want cleansing? You need to look outside of yourself. You need to look to somebody else's heart, which is what we're going to do now. We are going to look at the only pure heart and the only one who can cleanse us, the heart of Christ. Point number two, cleansed from without. Jesus says you're defiled from the inside, but you are saved from the outside through Jesus. Jesus says we need to look outward for salvation. We don't need to look at who we are and what we do to be saved. We need to look at who Jesus is and what he did to save us. Christ is the only one who can cleanse. Look at his whole life of ministry that we've already seen so far. Jesus is constantly cleansing. He's cleansing the lepers. He's cleansing the demon-possessed. He's cleansing, the, he's cleansing the sick, the blind. Cleansing is found in Jesus alone. And so let's look. Look with me at the heart of Christ. Look at his pure heart. I'm going to go through this list again in 20, and I'm going to show how Jesus is the opposite. We're going to see at the same time how evil our hearts are, but then how pure and perfect Jesus' heart is. Read with me in verse 20. Our hearts are full of evil thoughts. But Christ's heart is set on good, on doing his Father's will. Our hearts are full of sexual immorality, but Christ's heart is pure. Our hearts are full of theft, 
right? We, we want what's best for us. We take. But look at the heart of Christ. He is generous. He gave everything he had. He gave up his throne in heaven of glory to generously pour himself out. Pour his blood out on the cross for our salvation. Our hearts are full of murder and hate. But Christ's heart is full of life. Our hearts are full of adultery. Christ's heart is faithful. Our hearts covet after the things that aren't ours. But Christ freely gave up everything that was his. Our hearts are full of wickedness. Christ's is perfectly righteous. Our hearts are full of deceit. Jesus is the truth. Our hearts are full of sensuality, which means just seeking the pleasures of the flesh. But Christ, he denied himself and he took up the cross. Our hearts are full of envy. But Christ was content, happy with his portion, which was dying on the cross to bear the wrath of God. Our hearts are full of slander. But Christ spoke graciously. Our hearts are full of pride. But Christ is of a humble heart. Philippians 2, Jesus humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And our hearts are foolish. But Christ, he is the wisdom of God. Friends, do you want to see the heart of Christ? Look to the cross. Look to the cross. Where the sinless Savior was pierced, was crushed, was nailed to a tree for his own sin? Because he was defiled? No. He endured all the beating and torture of men and suffered the anger of God towards sin on himself. Why? Because of his heart for you. So that you wouldn't have to taste one drop of the wrath of God. That is love. That is the heart of Christ. To leave his throne of glory, like we sang, and to enter a manger. To live a life of suffering and serving. Perfectly obeying the law. Where our hearts were defiled. Where we disobeyed. God perfectly obeyed. Culminating at the cross. The bloody cross. Who would have thought that that is where Christ's heart is on the greatest display? Do you doubt Christ's love for you? Look to the cross. Look to the cross. That Christ would go all the way to the cross to carry his cross for you, for your sin. That is the heart of Christ. His heart is pure. Only through him can we be saved. Jesus is the one who climbed that mountain that I was talking about. He is the only one that perfectly obeyed God. The Pharisees, they thought they were saved again from all of their outward performance and obedience. But we, like the Pharisees, have failed and can never be saved by ourselves. You must not look inward. Look to Christ. He's the one who conquered the hill. He's the one who loved the Lord his God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. He's the one who loved his neighbor as himself. His heart is pure, and he's offered it to you. Do you see that? He's offered it to all who but humble themselves and place their faith in Jesus Christ alone. Where, junior higher, where do you look to be saved? Do you look 
to be saved to your Bible and how often you read it? What do you think saves you? Is it how often you pray? Is it by comparing yourself to others that you're not as bad as your other friends at school or your other siblings? Where do you look to being saved? And all those things, you're looking to yourself for salvation. But we must look to the only place where our hearts can be cleansed, and that is Christ. We need a heart transplant. We need a heart transplant. When somebody is physically dying because of their heart, the only way that they can live is if their dead, dying, sick heart is ripped out of their chest and replaced with a heart that is healthy and alive. Now, where do you get a heart that is healthy and alive? Do they just grow on trees? Somebody must give it up from somebody else. The only way that we can be saved is through Jesus. He gives us a heart transplant. He cuts open our chest, rips out our defiled heart, which deserves to be separated from God forever. And guess what? He took that defiled heart upon himself. On the cross, Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Defilement, to be unclean, means to be separated from God. Jesus on the cross took upon our defilement. And he was cast out of the presence of God so that we could be saved and we could be brought back into the presence of God. And at the same time, Jesus is perfect, pure heart that deserves life and the presence of God he's given to you. He's given to you. He's given us a heart transplant. If you believe in him, if you trust in him, Christ took upon our defiled heart he was cast away so that we could receive his pure heart and be cleansed from all of our sin. And that is the promise. That is his promise. Believe in him and you will be saved. Your hard heart, defiled heart will be cleansed. I'm going to end with this quote by a man named Martin Luther. <clears throat> he says, when I look at myself, I don't see how I can be saved. But when I look at Jesus, I don't see how I can be lost. When I look at my own sinful, wicked heart, I wonder, God, how could you save me? There's no hope. But then when I look to the heart of Christ, I wonder, how could I be lost? He's given it to you. Believe in him. Let's pray. <clears throat> Jesus, thank you that you take our defiled hearts and you cleanse them by paying the penalty that we deserve on the cross. Holy Spirit, take the seed of your word and plant it deep within hearts. Oh, Lord, give wisdom to life group leaders. And I pray that you would even bring conversations up that people in this room who see that they have defiled hearts would confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in their heart that God raised them from the dead and that they would be saved. Show us your glory. Show us your heart towards sinners. Amen.